Well, did you uh, pay attention to that last song? Well, thus endeth the sermon. (laughs) Maybe the Galatians uh, sang that after they read the letter. (laughs) Well, I've titled uh, the message today, Done, Not Do, and I think you'll understand that. First, I wanted to make just some observations. As I was thinking about this letter, you have to realize in in our world, everything is now, not so then. These troublemakers, these false teachers had come to the churches there in Galatia, and who knows how long they've been preaching or teaching this false doctrine. And then finally, somebody says, well, maybe we ought to check with Paul about this. And so they send somebody, or maybe some bodies, to go talk to Paul. And just, you know, the first thing that came to my mind, well, where is Paul? Where do you go to find him? Now, maybe they heard the last place he was, And then they go there and find out, well, he's moved on to this place. And finally they see Paul. And Paul writes this letter and they bring it back. We realize maybe months have gone on with this false teaching there in the churches. It didn't just happen and then they get the letter. Months have passed because of the time to travel. And so this is... uh, a very dangerous situation you can imagine because of this teaching having gone on for so long. Well, let's read, and I want to read uh, the, starting in verse 1 through verse 10. Paul, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead, and all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age, according to the will of God and Father, to whom be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one, But there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel, contrary to the one we preached to you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one who received you, let him be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God, or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Those uh, last week, you looked at the, or we looked at the first five verses, and I'm sure you recall that in those, right away, the two things that are concerned in this whole letter, the apostleship of Paul and 
what is the gospel. And immediately, in those first five verses, those are both at rest. Paul declares his apostleship and how he obtained it. And he explains the gospel. It is Christ Jesus who gave himself for our sins. And it was all done through the will of God the Father who raised him from the dead. The gospel right there in those first five verses. And it's clear just from that presentation of the gospel that Jesus is the one who accomplished their salvation by dying for their sins and the proof of that was his resurrection. And certainly, just as we sang, it is finished. He did the work for us. He paid the price for our sins and there is no more. And so then, in verse 6, we see that the astonishment that they would turn from God the one who has called them and they are turning to a gospel that is not the gospel and so thinking about this that they are turning from God and I'm sure that they didn't realize it that way you know they probably thought well we're still serving God but the apostle says you're turning from God and that brings to mind what Israel did shortly after they had been brought out of Israel, uh, Egypt, excuse me, brought out of Egypt. Moses is on the mountain and they say, we can't see anything. Aaron, build us a golden calf. Build us something that we can see and worship. And so immediately there in the wilderness, they had turned, if you will, from God to this idol, to this object. Now, they were saying, this is a representation of that one that has brought us out. And God, of course, in the law that he was giving to Moses on the mountain, was don't build anything like that because I'm the invisible God. Exodus 32.8 says, They have turned aside quickly out of the way that I commanded them. Turning aside from God. Now, to me, that is probably the biggest problem that they have there in Galatia. Not so much that they, well, I mean, distorting the gospel is a big problem. Don't make me wrong there. But they've actually turned away from God, the one who ordains their salvation, the one who cares for them, turning away from the one who called them to something else. And they turned to something else that was not a gospel. Excuse me, I want to back up a little bit. God's calling. God called them. Second Timothy one nine, who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. God is the one who draws us to himself. It's right away you see that it's not anything that we do. He's done it. First of all, Christ died for our sins. And secondly, it's God that calls us to him. In a, and it's his doing all the way. And it's not because of any works that we do. And it's only in accordance with his purposes. All right. Back to this false gospel. 
We have many false gospels today even still. One of the false gospels is that since God has already forgiven us, then we can do whatever we want. We can just sin away because we're forgiven already because God's salvation forgives past sins, present sins, future sins. But that is a false gospel. If we're still sinning, then probably we weren't saved in the first place. That's my opinion anyway. So we need to examine ourselves and see what is in us. Have we truly been redeemed? Have we been truly converted? And we can look at that by what we really want to do. Do we really want to just please ourselves or are we wanting to please God and others? Simple test. Another false gospel and it makes me concerned for these brethren is that we can lose our salvation and that puts it back into this realm of works I have to do something to keep what God, Jesus has done for me Jesus' work is finished there's nothing more to do and then, in, when we think of the Reformation, and of course it still continues today, actually, but in the Catholic Church, there were all of these things that you could do to earn your salvation. You do so much penance, or you buy those indulgences, or whatever it was. There were things that you had to do. You had to, to do the rituals. And so, again, a false gospel that said, Here's some things that you have to do to complete the work. Complete the work. And that's exactly what these false teachers were doing there in Galatia and elsewhere. They were bringing in this idea of, well, good, you believe the, the message that Paul brought, but now to finish it, you've got to do this. And, of course, the do this was to be circumcised and to obey the laws that were handed down through Moses. And by doing that, you could then finish the work that Jesus had started. And that's obviously tremendous error. And Paul had no tolerance for that. He says, I'm astonished that you are turning away from God to a false gospel, to something that is not the gospel. And that's why it's so important that we stand with Paul and others in proclaiming and teaching only the gospel and that we understand it for ourselves that there's nothing I can do to earn anything. God has done it all. Christ has done it all. And he has called us and brought us into his realm, his, his way. It is all God. There is no do because it's all done for us by God. And then we come to this, this verses 8 and 9. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach you a gospel contrary to the one we preach you, let him be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Preaching a false gospel is a very serious thing because the word here 
is to be condemned forever to, to everlasting punishment. Anathema. This is, and the fact that he repeats it twice, just again, just shows how serious this false gospel, this preaching of a false gospel is. We need to be careful that we are truly teaching and following the gospel as it is presented. That is, Jesus has finished the work. He has done it all. There's nothing more that we can do. Now, I want to be careful here to say that the result of our being converted is that we will be different, a changed life. We will be doing some things that are so-called good works, but we're doing those because we have been changed not to finish what has been begun. There's a big difference, and we need to be clear in that in our minds. I think even us, we might think that, well, I need to be doing. Well, you should be doing, but it needs to come naturally, not forced. So these teachers are coming down. In Acts 15.1, it tells us exactly what were, they were doing. But some men came down from Judea and were teaching the brothers, unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. You see, the, it was this, you've got to do this to finish the work that Jesus started. And it would be a continual ongoing thing. Sure, you can be circumcised once, but you also have to do the things of the law. And it required then the Gentiles to, if you will, become Jews. And basically kind of saying, only Jews are saved, which of course is not the truth. All men are saved. All peoples can be saved. And then he, again, he says, these people are accursed. And you can't get any stronger language than that anathema. And then finally, verse 10. Am I seeking the approval of man or God? You remember Paul's former life. He was seeking the approval of the other Pharisees by persecuting the church. And he says, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm no longer trying to please men. I'm only trying to please God. After God called him, he's now working for God, not for man. And, it, and, when he, and I'm sure that one of the, the uh, things that the, these people that were coming and trying to say, you had to follow Moses to finish the work of Jesus, they were saying, Paul only told you the first part just because he wanted to make it easy on you. But here's the whole truth. And so they're accusing him, I believe, in trying to please these Gentile believers by just making it easy. And there are some who even accuse us today of that, that it's an easy salvation. It's an easy gospel. You say, all you have to do is believe, and there you go. Your sins are forgiven. Well, that's true enough, but it's not easy when we think of the price that was paid, that we would have it. And so, they're accusing Paul of being of pleasing men, but he's saying, no, I'm pleasing God by teaching the truth of the gospel only. And I would say, ask, whose approval are you seeking today? To me, that's 
kind of the big takeaway I take for us, because I'm, I kind of believe that most of you understand the gospel. But what are we doing? Whose approval do we want? One of the other false gospels that we have today is tolerance. We live in a time of tolerance for everything. And so the tolerance comes out as all paths lead to God. Well, no, they don't. There's only one path. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father except by me. There is really only one path that leads to salvation. There are lots of paths, but they lead to destruction. And so we cannot be, if you will, tolerant of those paths. We have to be exclusive that only the gospel, only the gospel. Our salvation is finished. It is done through the finished work of Jesus Christ. There's nothing that we can do to add to it or bring it to completion because it's already completed. The finished work of Jesus Christ. Let us pray.